Well, welcome to God Talk today, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thank you for joining us. This is Pastor Dan. We're talking about the winner within. How does the power of the resurrection jump from Jesus, the life that he had within himself? And Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 says we can have exactly the same power transfer into us. C.S. Lewis, that's his main sort of theology of the atonement of Jesus, is that somehow we get next to Jesus and that life transfers over. You remember the famous story of the uh, little girl who was deathly sick. I think leukemia was going to die. And uh, they came to the little brother and said, you know, your sister's going to die unless you give your blood. So you have pure blood. Hers is a little sick. Would you be willing to give your blood? For your sister, yes, okay. Loved his sister. So they got them. Back in those days, you had to do it live from one body to the other. So she's on one bed, he's on another bed, and here goes the blood. And the nurse came in a little later, and he's white as a sheet. And she says, what's wrong, dude? And he says, when do I die? He thought giving his blood meant he was going to die for his sister. <laughs> it's an amazing story. You can transfer blood. How do you transfer spiritual life so that we're alive? And if it's supposedly true that every Christian in the world now has the life of Jesus in them, why are the churches dead everywhere? Why isn't there more life? Why aren't Christians remarkably different? They do studies that show that in terms of certain sins, we're no better than the rest of the world. Divorce and the various things, about the same. Too bad. Well, the easy answers are, of course, Bible, prayer, church. I had a young man I baptized, and he showed up again here a few weeks ago. And had been gone for a long time. But he had been an altar boy. And he told me that he had, as an altar boy, he came back from helping in the worship service. And he found a Bible in the back room. And he began to read the Bible. And the Catholic priest, who he loved, came into the room, saw him reading the Bible, snatched it out of his hand. And he said, you don't need that. We'll read the Bible. And we'll tell you what it means and what you need. We'll tell you all you need to know. For a thousand years, the Catholic Church had no Bible. The world had no Bible. All of a sudden... 1450, there's Gutenberg. His first book he prints with a new printing press is the Bible. Now people have the Bible and eventually in their own language. And they could see where they got off track. So how do you correct it? Obviously, Bible. Get back in tune to that. But I want to go a little further than the cliches today. How can we get the life of God to come into our life? Can God speak through other voices? I listened to TED Talks, 17 minutes, these amazing lectures, and they have certain people that, you know, have millions of people that listen to their message. Years ago, I listened to Melinda Gates talking about giving women in Africa a chance for birth control so they have some control over how many children they have and what they can do with their life. And it's amazing the transformation that they can do economically better, educationally better, in every way, socially better. Physically better when they don't have to have six, seven, eight, ten kids. The power. And I listen to a message like that and it begins to affect you. And you say, I, I need to do something like that. Is God speaking? He spoke through the Bible. Is he speaking through TED Talks? I listened to a girl named Emily. She's a designer. She moved to one of the poorest counties in North Carolina in America. She's working with high school kids. And she built and started the first farmer's market. Now they're everywhere. Wow. Bill Clinton, whether you like him or not, he did a TED Talk that he went to uh, Rwanda to help build health care with his foundation. And you listen to people, and I can tell you many more TED Talks. You listen to great people and what they have done, it begins to affect you. Can God be speaking through that and life come on to us? 
can Jesus talk through TED Talks? He has to hide. You know, Naaman, Naaman uh, had to go dunk himself under the water. It wasn't clear. People can say, well, that wasn't God. It was dunking under the water. It was that river. It had magical water property. Jesus used mud on people's eyes. And you can say, well, it must be something about the mud. Jesus always has to work in the shadows so he doesn't go over free choice. And he has to work in the real world and speak in the language of the world. People will listen to TED Talks. They won't listen to Dan Smith. They won't come to church. Maybe we need to get an Adventist on TED Talks who can speak in the language of the world, who knows how to relate God in that culture. How do we get the message of the life that's in the Bible out to people in the language and in the forms and in the delivery methods that they can hear? People. Have you known people that just were amazing and they had life, they just were alive, more alive than other people. And when you are with them, they're so amazing, they're so positive, they're so embracing of life that somehow that life becomes into you and you begin to say, I, I want to be more like that. And something jumps into you. Are there books? So many great books. Even if people will not read the Bible, Jesus does not give up. And he tries to find a way to bury his truth into, into great books. And you read a great book and all of a sudden here's this hidden <laughs> bomb that sort of explodes like a hand grenade into your soul. You didn't think it was coming, but there it is. John Gresham, he's a Christian and he writes these books on law. And then all of a sudden there's this piece of wisdom or Jesus or gospel and he weaves it in. Some people get upset. They think he's preaching, but he tries to sneak it in. We've just been reading Sue Monk Kidd's new book, The Book of Longings. You may not agree with it all. Jesus is married and it's a novel trying to guess and imagine what it would be like. But this picture of Jesus is so appealing. It's full of goodness and love. It's great stuff. She has a voice. She learns to have a voice as this young woman. And how to have a voice in life and in the world to make an impact. It's great writing. It's just great. We'll see how people like it. It has an impact on you. I've read every word I think Kayim Potok wrote in the books. I read the first one, The Chosen and The Promise and The Vita's Harp and all the rest. When I would get the latest one, it would take, I would read three hours, three hours straight through. So good. It was so similar to Jewish books about Adventism and how the parallels were with my life and what I was going through. The tension between holding on to the history that I wanted to hold on to and embracing new things that were coming in the world. And I'd be in tears. It was so real. And God uses books to speak to us. And life transfers in to our life. What are you reading? Jesus said, my words are life. You can have life through Kindle, reading great books, articles, magazines. And trying to put some things up on our new website. And people can see life in some of these materials. And people write me about it. Anyway, it's time to come to an end. We're exploring this week. How does the winner within, how does the life of Jesus come into our life and we come more alive. We want to be the most alive, the most energetic, the most awake people in the world because we are followers of Jesus. Anyway, this is God Talk. I hope you'll be with us tomorrow. We'll push us a little farther. God bless you.